0: stopped taking receipts a long time ago. After the game started dropping, these receipts are missing. I don't see them. Reese Hall still leads the team in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns, and he went out seven weeks ago. The Ravens and Giants were worse than that, and they're in the playoffs with a very much less talented team, and they explained that in the offseason. Mike LaFleur, the offense coordinator, has been fired. I'm stonewalling you here. There's no way out. No way out. <laughs> Jake's Takes on the TVS Network. What is going on, everyone? You are back here on Jake's Takes. Of course, this is the podcast presented by Tunnel Vision Sports. As always, I'm Jake Serrano taking you through some of my quick takes to start your weekend off. What is going on? And everyone, welcome back. Just said the same word twice, but who cares? Um, we are in Ryder University Studios, the radio station, getting the recording on. Uh, wanted to mention that. Always thankful that, we can, uh, that I can get in here and record. Obviously, that's where I go to school, so able to get in here. Use the equipment, which is great. Um, Again, happy Saturday, everyone. And um, rocking and rolling here on this awesome Saturday. Uh, I'm excited. The Jets are making moves. We're going to talk about how I feel bad in the minute. Mixed emotions. I want to give out all the emotions just yet. We got championship Sunday coming up or the weekend. I should say, uh, the games are rolling out and I'm excited to watch them. Uh, we got the 49ers versus the Eagles and the, uh, excuse me, the Bengals versus the Chiefs Two really going to get going to be really two really good games. Excuse me. And, uh, I'm excited to see it. Uh, we got some more news around the NFL, some hires going on, some interviews. Um, we got some stuff to talk about. I'm excited to do it. And um, I mean, we're gonna get this thing rolling. Uh, but you know, I am I just I just can't uh we'll we'll talk about it. I was gonna mention the jets, but we'll talk, we'll talk about it in a minute. But uh, in other news though, uh, I, the National Women's Soccer League Article that I have written is out. So go check that out. Uh posted, I believe, about last week. So if you haven't read that yet, definitely go check that out. Um, awesome experience. As always, thank you to Keenan and Stephen for getting me out there. That was that was awesome. So uh just figured I put that in there. Uh let that let that one hang out there. Um we got some more stuff, awesome stuff coming up. So I'm ready to rock and roll on the show. We got some I'm actually looking to bring on we're gonna be we maybe talking in the next few weeks, maybe talking some. Ryder University Soccer, D1. We're going to maybe get a preview in here, which should be awesome. Uh, working on with, with some of the team and the players, uh, see what we can do for that. So that's coming up. Stay tuned. That should be great. See if I can get some guests on uh, later in the next couple of weeks, which should be awesome. Um, and then we got – I just – Talked to a couple players from the University of Arcadia about the, l- the women's lacrosse team. So we got some things in the works here. I just got to get back in the groove a little bit. Uh, had to move around, uh, tr- you know, move back to school. and um, But I'm ready to go. So let's get this show underway. Like I said, playing to talk about. And here we go. <whistles> so championship weekend, as I mentioned, the Eagles are playing the 49ers. It's going to be a tough one. I mean, both these teams have played exceptionally well the past few weeks, regardless, but in the season in general. And when we look at the Eagles' past events, number one, 49ers, number one, although I think ESPN updated theirs. Now it says the Titans are number one. But regardless, the 49ers, 77 rush yards allowed, very minimum. uh, I believe they were number one for a while. If they're two or one, whatever it is now. Uh, Jalen Hurts and the RPO, that's going to be something we're going to touch on today. That's going to be tough to cover. Listen, the 49ers have been tough against the run. The only two times they've had trouble was with Justin Fields and Marcus Mariota facing some of a similar system here. But that was weeks and weeks and months and weeks ago. So how has this 49ers team changed? Uh, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how they'll face this Jalen Hurts um led quarterback team from the Eagles. But when I look at this, when I look at this game, it's really gonna be hard for me to pick this game, but I'm just gonna to have to do it. The the Eagles locking down guys, number one in pass defense this whole season. And and Debo and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle's really going to be the key here. You know, a lot of these guys last week didn't really do much against the Cowboys, but George Kittle was the main guy. So you got to find a way to get him going. Not only that, Brock Purdy was under distress, uh, duress, I should say. And um, he, he he was off the ball. As I mentioned last week, Parsons and this defensive line, something they haven't really faced yet. And it was going to be troublesome. And what happened? It was troublesome. Yet, Purdy kept his poise, didn't turn the ball over, and played efficient. The run game kept going. Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Debo in there at running back sometimes. They found a way to win the game, granted some Cowboys' mistakes. Now, how can the 49ers move forward? I mean, they're just going to have to find a way to run the ball and stay efficient, stay ahead of this Eagles team. You don't want to get behind them. From what I saw last week, Purdy didn't make any mistakes, and his poise is immense. But I want to see what happens when they if if they get behind and he starts making mistakes. I don't know how he's gonna recover. The plan for the 49ers should be take time of possession, run the ball, and get ahead. Use George Kill as much as possible. Uh, number one against the pass, they've locked down these outside receivers the Eagles have all season. And what I'm worried for about for the 49ers on defense is actually the past defense, weirdly enough, and they've played well all year, one of the top defenses in the league. The problem is the past two weeks against the number one wideouts, they've allowed quite a bit of yardage. You know, CeeDee Lamb put up, I believe, over 100 yards. The week before, DK Metcalf was going off. The question will be is how can A.J. Brown, because I believe he is the number one wideout, are they going to bracket him? How will they play against him? Um, it's going to be interesting to see the 49ers defense played well all year, but the past two weeks letting up the number one wide receiver. So AJ Brown, I think he's in for a big game, but with the Eagles though, you don't have to worry about so many pieces. You got AJ Brown, as I mentioned, uh, Devonte Smith, Dallas Goddard, uh, Jalen hurts, of course can run the ball. Uh, then you have Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, who played extremely well against the giants last week. These are all question marks on this 49ers offense. Then you look at the, the uh, excuse me the Eagles' offense. you Look at the 49ers' offense. Brock Purdy's been playing exceptional football. You know, except for last week where they had a, a total breakdown on the offensive line. It's almost like that was preparation for what they have to see this week because the Eagles the Eagles' defense is just as good. Hassan Reddick's been playing just as good, and that Eagles' defense is going to come from Fletcher Cox on that defensive line, Sweat, and all these guys. Brandon Graham. That's no easy task. But I think playing Dallas now, getting the win there, moving forward, that should be somewhat of a sighting of what you're going to see against the 40, uh, against the Eagles. It's going to be challenging, and we have to see how it plays out. The question will be is, how have they prepared during the week? you got to look at it as Brock Purdy played well last week. He was under duress, but he didn't turn the ball over, and they still won the game. Granted, Cowboys mistakes. It will be interesting, but on the 49ers side, If Brock Purdy doesn't make a mistake, you got Christian McCaffrey who's played all well all year since the trade, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, as I mentioned, that offensive line has been dominant all year. So we'll see how both of these offenses will task each other, but the Eagles offense is, is, I think, is more dominant in the run game for the mere fact of when you look at the 49ers and they run zone, scheme, running, it's easy to find out where, you know, you have a dynamic runner like Christian McCaffrey or Elijah Mitchell or Debo Samuel, you kind of know what lanes they're going to run in. When you have Jalen Hurts as an RPO, you don't know if he's going to pass it, run it, take the option. You don't know what he's going to do, and I think that creates a big challenge for the 49ers defense. Now, when you look back against some of that option plays against Marcus Mariota against the Falcons early on, no Nick Bosa, he'll be playing in this game. How will they kind of look at that game and, and move forward with this one? Those are big questions. I think that's really the question of, how this Jalen Hurts team will move forward. They dominated against the Giants last week. But if you look at the you look at the Eagles' run defense, it's not as good. You know, they got eaten up by Saquon. They've been getting eaten up by the run all year. They had to bring in Nadomakan Su and Livell Joseph on defense to try and plug up the holes on on defense for the run game. So Christian McCaffrey could have a big day. Elijah Mitchell, Debo could be in for a big day. I think it's important. It depends on who's going to get ahead in this one. There's a lot of holes. There's 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 interesting schemes on both sides. And I think this is going to be a really good game. This is going to be the best game out of the two, I think. And um, I think, I don't know, for some for some reason for me, it feels like the Eagles should be the pick. And you look at the 49ers and you say, man, they're the most complete team in the NFC. They got the defense. They got the whole package. The special team's good. On offense, they've been playing well. But you look at last week's game, and it was almost like a complete uh, fall apart on the offensive side of the ball. So, what can I do? You know, what can the 49ers do to improve? Uh, the, 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 the underdog in this game is the 49ers, and how can they move forward? And the Eagles have so much going for them. It's, it's going to be interesting how that all that plays together. That said, I do have to make a pick on this. And, um, but I've been saying all year and all offseason, or excuse me, all, all postseason, that the 49ers are the complete team. I picked them last week to go to the Super Bowl, and I'm going to stick with them this week despite their troubles, despite the advantage the Eagles may have. I'm going to take the 49ers. I'm going to keep my word. I'm taking San Francisco in this one in a tight game. I actually think, even though how good both defenses are, I think it might be a high-scoring game. Last week's was interesting. Listen, you look at you look at both sides of the ball. Both defense lines can get after each other on offense. It's it's really going to be a quite a bit of a battle. Both two really complete teams, and I'm interested to see. I, I really do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to say 38-35 49ers. When we look at the Bengals game on the other side, well, this is interesting. Joe Burrow, 3-0 against the Chiefs in his career dominated over them this season, 27 to 24 in December. So this is recent and um, really running for a touchdown, throwing for touchdowns, not making any mistakes. Their job will be on defense to control Travis Kelsey. And for the Chiefs, they need to find a way to get Travis Kelsey in the game. Only about four catches that last Bengals Chiefs game in December, they have to find a way to get him going. The difference in this one, the Bengals offensive line, they have three guys injured. They don't have the strongest offensive line, but but last week only allowing one to two sacks against the Bills, in a snowy game where you would think it'd be sloppy, Joe Burrow played his best, and uh, you know it's like almost like every time you think the Bengals could be down, they're not. They have so many weapons: Jamar Chase, uh, T. Higgins on this offense. If Joe Mixon can get going over 100 yards, he's going to dominate in this game. The Bengals have seemed to find a way and found a plan to beat the Chiefs, and I'm going to take the Bengals in this one. And and, and the Bengals have. Not only have they dominated them, they found a way last time to control Travis Kelce, which is so key. No Tyreek kill, as we know all season, but that has not stopped Patrick Mahomes this year. When we look at this team for the Chiefs, they have to get the run game going. That's 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 got to be the first thing they have to do. But they're so dynamic, and I just think the Bengals defense is one step ahead of the of the Chiefs defense. I think that gives them the advantage. The defensive line, Sam Hubbard on that defensive line for the Bengals. I really am I'm going to take the Bengals in this game. I think they have the advantage on defense over the Chiefs. uh, And I think it's going to be a close one, just like it was in the regular season. I don't know if it's going to be a 27-24, but I I do think it will be close. Maybe a 24-21 game. uh, But I'm going to take the Bengals. So I'm going to say a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. I did say last week if the Bengals won, I think they were going to beat the Chiefs. And I've been sticking with the 49ers all uh, all postseason. So I'm going to keep my word uh, towards that. What can the Chiefs do to win this game? Run the ball, get ahead, and uh and and make and make Joe Joe Burrow think twice. Don't turn the ball over like you did against the Bengals uh in December when Travis Kelsey fumbled, giving the Bengals a chance to get ahead in the game. Unfortunately, the Chiefs missed that field goal late in the game, not being able to go to overtime and you know, everything else transpired. But it's gonna be whoever whoever turns first, whoever makes the first mistake, whoever gives up first. You know, both th- teams are so dynamic on offense. It's gonna be whoever can find the mistake first in this game will end up losing. I'm gonna take the Bengals. Joe Burrow's just been undefeated against the Chiefs. He's been rolling. They found the game plan, they found the blueprint. Uh, and I think it's Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. The Jets hire Nathaniel Hackett. Michael LaFleur heads to the Rams. Why this is so interesting. I, so let's start with LaFleur. LaFleur takes his talents to L.A. after McVay says he'll be returning in 2023. Uh, many speculated he'd be off for the season, but he's not. Uh, their former offensive coordinator, he's taking his talents to Kentucky. So LaFleur finds himself in L.A. with the Rams, former Super Bowl defending champions, but this year a real debacle uh, just all the way around uh, team-wise for them. When you look at this, if Michael LaFleur goes on and, and takes his team to a different level, oh my Lord, the the the, the discredit the Jets will get Will be just unparalleled and but that's a different story. But you know, good luck to Michael LaFleur, and we'll see what happens with him. But my lord, we we shall see. But the two week two week search for a for the Jets for offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett is the result. Head coach Robert Sala says it's a home run. He says he checks all the boxes. I'm seeing rumors that Hackett's just for Rogers. Uh, I mean, I understand he's a good OC, but he was not a good head coach in Denver as proven fired after just barely a season. And when we look at this game, it's it's going to be, uh, I excuse me, not game, but when I look at the, you know, when I look at Nathaniel Hackett, I just, I don't know, as a Jets fan, I don't know what the, I don't know how to think about this. If they're just going for Aaron Rodgers, they need a quarterback. Okay, fine. But. You took two weeks to do it. You interviewed, you know, however many guys at the OC position. You end up with Hackett. But what did he bring? What is so exciting? Like, why as a Jets fan would I be excited after seeing what he did last year? It was horrendous. Uh, And then, you know, he started off his OC career in Buffalo in 2013. Not much going on there. He took his talents to Jacksonville where he then in 2017 took this offense to another level. The offense fell back down. I believe in 2018, he took his talents then to green Bay where in 2020 and 2021, he had took the offense to another level. So I'm seeing like two or three years where he was good at OC, but he had Aaron Rodgers for two years or three years, excuse me. And two of those were, you know, two of the good ones with Aaron. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about this. And listen, If it finds a way for Aaron Rodgers to get to the New York Jets, I don't mind it. But how much of it is really Nathaniel Hackett took Blake Bortles to another level? I understand that, but as a Jets fan, it's almost like you know we got rid of Lafleur for a reason, right? We have to find a way to change this offense. It's a playoff-ready team. We got to get around it. So what do they do? They hire the coach who just had a disastrous season in Denver. To me, it sends wrong signals to Jets fans, you know, all over the country. You look at what Denver did last year, and not only look at Woody Johnson said he said he would, you know, he's all in for the veteran quarterback Joe Namath said he would unretire his jersey for Rodgers. They end up hiring Nathaniel Hacking, end up seeing rumors for Rodgers. I think it's all over the place, and I, and and I'm not sure how to think about it. Yes, a good OC, yes, a bad coach, but you know, you know, like Todd Bowles with great OC or excuse me, great DC. There's a lot of good coaches. Who were great defense or offensive coordinators? And I think Hackett's one of them. Good offensive coordinator, not a good head coach. We'll see how that plays out in New York. But the Jets, two weeks in, into a, a Michael Leflore firing, finding Nathaniel Hackett. We'll see how this one plays out. But I am—I really don't even know what to think about this. It, it's just—it's just hard for me to process after what he did last season, this past season with Denver, for the Jets to decline in offense this year to have the debacle they have, the drama they had, all the things that come out, Elijah Moore saying, you know, you know, F this on the offense and, and all that, all that stuff coming out, all the drama coming out. You then go and hire the head coach who just recently got fired for a disastrous season in Denver for what was supposed to be expectations of playoffs with Russell Wilson. It's just as a Jets fan, when you look at it, it doesn't feel right, but If it gets them Aaron Rodgers or something, I I I, then I guess it's a different story. It's just a very it almost feels like very complicated. It doesn't seem that clear cut. Yeah, Robert says he checks Robert Sala says he checks all the boxes, but he didn't say what those boxes were even were. He wouldn't even explain them. He's just like I he all he said was I won't explain them. That that to me, I don't know how to feel about that. It's almost like they're not being open with the fans, open with the with the with the rest of the team. We'll see, but. I'm not sure how to think about this and if the floor goes on to be good in LA. Oh boy, the Jets are in for it. Let's uh, let's get to some news around the league. Panthers, they hire a new head coach Frank Wright as a new uh new and The Panthers, they hire Frank Wright as their new head coach. Uh, he was the head coach of the Colts these past couple seasons. Interchanging quarterbacks, veteran quarterbacks, we know I I've, I've talked about it before. Um, well, you know, Frank Wright, good head coach. We'll see how he fits into the Panthers system. Uh, Dan Quinn says he'll stay with the Cowboys. Dallas letting a lot of their coaches go. Kellen Moore was even in question or wasn't even remarked about um, by Mike McCarthy in a press conference. So all that is going on in Dallas. We'll see how they can improve. Uh, unfortunate loss for them last week where they really I really thought they had a chance. You know, when watching that game, I watched that game live. They had multiple chances to win that game and gave it up themselves. Uh, and and ultimately, they that is the reason they're not in this championship game. Uh, Wink Martindale, the DC of the Giants, interviewing with the Colts and D'Amico Ryan's rumored to be the front runner front runner of D'Amico Ryan's rumored to be the front runner for the Texans as their head coaching uh, you know search continues. And I, you know we'll see how the rest of this goes. I. Uh, Man, this this off is just getting more and more interesting. I ah, I don't even know what to think about it. The Jets the Jets really got me like boggled up, and I don't I don't know how to feel about it. But I, I guess it is what it is. Uh, I do think the Fred Frank Wright head coaching hire is interesting. Dan Quinn to stay another season with Dallas. Hey, I mean he he's he's committed. Shows what the it shows him his commitment to the players, and uh, he's done wonders to this Cowboys defense question is, is can this offense progress forward? We'll see in the coming months, but uh, clearly they had a chance to win against the 49ers. And unfortunately, and hey, on defense, they had a couple penalties that led to that Christian McCaffrey touchdown that ultimately won the 49ers that game. So it's not always the offense, but Dak Prescott did turn over multiple times. So that is a um, that was a problem. And I always wonder too, I, always, no, I don't feel like anybody questions this, but like D'Amico Ryan's doing all these interviews. The 49ers having the best defense in the league and interviewing during the week, during a championship game, making a run for the Super Bowl. Always wondered how that worked uh, in the playoffs. I feel like the league should change that. I understand these guys need to get, want to move forward with their careers, get a job. You know, this is all, you know, a, maybe a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for D'Amico Ryans and a lot of these coaches, they've, you know, they've improved, they're showing their worth, they, that's, that's ultimately, the, you know, the dream job to be the head coach, right, if you're coaching. Uh, but I almost feel like, does it mess with the process in a sense? How does that work in the playoffs? I, I, you know, last week he interviewed, what, three or four teams during the divisional round? When you think about it, when you go for an interview, you're setting your focus and if you have four of them in a week, you know, you're setting your focus on those four teams plus your team preparing. So I just wonder how all that plays in a factor. I don't know if anybody ever really thinks about that, but that is that that was my struck my curiosity, I guess. Unfortunately, a short show for the day, had a lot of things moving around. I really did want to get a show out, though, want to talk about some things, uh, but I do have some good stuff coming in the works. Finally got a little bit in a groove of my schedule, so I kind of figure out when I could plan this show and when to do it. Uh, this week was almost like, it's weird because I've been doing the show for a while, but I'm in a new setting again, so it's almost like got to get back in the groove of things. So here we are again and, and you know, short show, but I'm going to start ramping it back up real quick as I find my groove again. Um, you know, once you move around, it's a little tough. I final thoughts for the show today. I don't say it much, but I'm appreciative of the show, appreciative that I can actually get to do this. Not many people can can say that you know they work for a credit media company have this type of inter- internship and I'm just you know I always blessed for the opportunity blessed to be nominated for an IBS award national award go to the National Women's Soccer League draft that was an awesome experience so thankful what I've done but I'm not done yet obviously got a lot of work ahead of me to keep improving and I you know I try my best every week and I hope you guys understand you know some of the hardships some of the process Not only am all the uh, things I'm trying to give back to you guys, try to provide a little entertainment, trying to provide a little information. Uh, I'm trying my best. And, you know, unfortunately, this week's show a little shorter, trying to get back in the groove of things. But don't worry, I'm going to work on that for next week. But as always, just appreciative of whoever listens. Honestly, listening to the show, um, supporting all that, you know, I do work hard. I do appreciate. it. I love when people, you know, tell me, hey, you know, I, you know, I heard the show. I listened to it. You talk about this, this, this. I love that. Um, it really just shows, like, I'm for what I'm doing. It really is, you know, people are listening, and and I love to hear that. Uh, but we're gonna close out the show today. Thank you for joining me on another edition of Jake's Takes. I'll be back next Saturday to provide more of my takes. We have to cover. Remember to visit Tunnel Vision Sports at tvsportsmag.com. Follow our Instagram at Tunnel Vision Sports underscore and our Twitter account at underscore tvsports. Don't forget to follow Jake's Takes Instagram account at Jake's Takes TVS for everything you need podcast-wise. And contact my email, sjake at tvsportsstaff.com. Join the show, ask questions, or request an interview or feature. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. The follow button, leave a like, comment, or rating on the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And as always, I'm Jake Serrano signing off. Thank you for listening and remember to keep up with all your sports needs with Tunnel Vision Sports, a positive shift in sports media. That was Jake's takes of the TVS Network. I got tunnel vision, I'ma chase that real life.